TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The PGA Championship about to get rolling down at Quail Hollow in Charlotte. Anne is there. You'll hear her uh, throughout the weekend providing updates here on CBS Sports Radio, but an extended conversation with Anne uh, after our next time out. Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com, and Sean O'Hara of the NFL Network in our final hour. We spent some time yesterday on Josh Rosen and his comments in Bleacher Report. And, of course, the reaction came fast and furious. Um, I I didn't hear the audio. I read the recount of it. Uh, Jim Moore was on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jim is the head coach at UCLA. Um, It's not the first time that Josh has put himself in the headlines. There was the hot tub in his room. There's some of the things he said. I mean, you know, he has drawn attention on himself on more than one occasion he and Jim Moore have a much publicized, um, very good relationship, a very open and honest one, apparently. And Jim went on with Dan Patrick yesterday, and I, I, I maybe I read it wrong, but was he was he angry at Josh, or did he think he had talked to Josh about having an, a fair opinion on the way yeah, things like, go? That's what the way I read it, and it bothered me not to the extent where I'm a you know, go home and, and not be able to sleep. Because, right. right. So what, what would bother you uh, like yeah, that? What, what would uh, concern me to that extent? Uh, but the way I read it, there were a couple quotes. Uh, one, which is, uh, in reality, and he's speaking about Rosen here, in reality, he didn't have a platform, not a legitimate platform. Well, I would disagree wholeheartedly. He did have a platform. He's living this currently. And just because, as we discussed yesterday with Randy Cross, just because he comes from a well-to-do family, he's not running around campus acting like a snob. We shouldn't begrudge him the fact that he came from uh, a damn good family as far as financial standing. Uh, If he's not running around and and flossing and and acting as though he's the king of the world, uh, we shouldn't have a problem with the young man uh, having some coins in his pocket. In that hot tub, well, you use a hot tub in the training room. God, Maybe he have... wants to live in a hot tub, you know, whenever he can to to deal with his aches and pains. Well, and I'm sure he allows his teammates to use the hot tub as well. And girls. And I mean, girls. I mean, if I had thought about it and had the wherewithal right. to do it, yes. I would have put that on my dorm room at Fordham. Thank you. A hot tub. That's part of me? treatment. You got to have something to lure the girls in if you're not the UCLA starting quarterback. Right. So I wish I would have thought of that. Now, we would be upset if he had an ice machine in there so he could ice his body 24-7. Probably not, but the hot tub gets everyone in a tizzy, uh, so that didn't bother me that much uh, unless, uh, again, if he was being a snob. And, and I don't think that's the case. At least I haven't heard that. have former teammates who are still there in the uh, the, the administration, uh, and, and, and they are not sharing that type of information with me. So uh, that, that doesn't bother me. But to say he doesn't have a legitimate platform, he does have a legitimate platform, and why can't he speak up at this time. He is living this. He's in the midst of this. And yes, we all agree it's difficult to manage big-time college football and academics. It is tough to do that. And a lot of us have done it. 
some in a different way than others, but a lot of us have done it. That's part of the process, and that says a lot about you if you are able to uh, navigate uh, that that situation and do it in a way where you are damn good football player and you get your books and, and graduate. So uh, I, I understand exactly what Josh Rosen was trying to convey. I'm surprised that those who have come out. But people, and, uh, others don't, though. I, 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 I well, some people are going to. Some people want to focus more on his his uh, where he comes from and the fact that here's a well-to-do kid who doesn't have a care in the world. Well, he's voicing his care, and, and he's right. saying if I'm to be an elite player, it is difficult to do that and also focus on academics. And he's right. Go to a hard-ass practice or workout and then try to keep your eyes open while you study uh, after that practice. That's difficult. Uh, it's arduous, but you have to do it. You find a way to do it. You push on through, and and that's part of that learning right. process. Right. Now, if, if he was – and I, I, you can yell at me if you think this is a BS comparison – but if he was, you know, somebody who came from from nothing, his family had no money, um, no one in his in his in his family had been to college before, and he worked himself, and is not not an athlete, he just was a good student, did everything correctly, got himself a scholarship, but he needed also to you know to to make money on, so he he worked a full time job and went to school. If he said, "Man, it's really hard to do this," mm-hmm. like to have both of them at the same time, we we wouldn't argue against him. We go, "It is hard, and you're awesome for doing it." And I'm not lauding Josh Rosen, but the the amount of people who seem to have heard what he said or read what he said and taken it as if um, they should be getting, he should be getting more, or that he shouldn't be going to class because it's too hard. That's not, to me, what he said at all. He just said it's, it's hard to do right. what I'm doing because they ask a lot of our time, yes. and school takes time, and I don't know always where to, to, to do everything. So I, I like the, 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 the amount of people who are like, I did it, shut up. Like That's not what he's doing. It's not what right. he's saying. Yes. He's we we know you did hard. it. I did it. A lot of people did it, right. but that doesn't mean what he's saying is not true. It is true. And if I'm just a regular student, I've got a couple of jobs that I'm working so I can pay my tuition or at least uh, help uh, with the, the, the payment of my tuition. Uh, what's the difference between that being difficult and uh, an athlete being difficult when right. he's got a, he's got school to focus on. He's got uh, a scholarship he wants to retain. And, and so he has to become a, a, an elite player or at least uh, be a player that uh, that's better than average to, to keep that scholarship. And in some instances, you don't have to be better than average to, to keep that scholarship. But uh, so I don't see the difference between just a regular student working a couple of jobs to subsidize their education and what Josh Rosen had to say here. You now, da- David Shaw there at Stanford came out and said, uh, "We we want players." Uh, he he felt he he. What took the other side of the argument as far as the, the comments Rosen uh, made and and and. and Talked about how you know we, we have a great academic support here at Stanford, which they do, and they do there at UCLA as well. And the individual has an opportunity to get a great education. That is true. And that education, while it may mean a lot to certain people, it doesn't mean a lot to others. And I'm always a big proponent of you making sure you get that education so you can have something to fall back on. Uh, whether it's uh, while you're there, those four or five years are, are definitely return after if you're uh, you, you, you are, get an opportunity to play in the NFL. Definitely go back and, and, and get that 
that uh, degree as I did. So, uh, you know, these coaches can talk about that academic experience, but, uh, you know, if you don't perform on the field, it's not like they're going to still have your back because you were there for on a football scholarship, not an academic scholarship. So you can preach academics all you want. And I'm with you. I'm in that corner. I agree. You should get that education. But if I don't perform on the field, if I'm lacking there, uh, are you going to uphold my scholarship? In most cases, no. Well, and even just, I mean, we go so far in the other direction sometimes trying to defend things. And as I know you don't like the word gift, the the free education that you can get as an athlete that you've earned, I mean, is is something you've earned. And it is is a phenomenal thing that it takes you to places that you might not have gone to to begin with without your ability to throw a football, shoot a basketball, hit a baseball, whatever it may be. So, I mean, it is, it is a benefit, but it is not perfect in any way. And there are certain places, not, this is not true of every single school, but schools, this is a, these are facts. Schools have different admission standards. When you get there, they have different expectations. When we know kids have talked about this out loud. Josh Rosen did too. In a lot of places, the first priority is your sport, and it affects your schedule. It affects what classes you can take. It affects what your major can be. So, again, there are a lot of constraints to this glorious education that you're being presented with. And, and by the way, too, sometimes the schools you go to to play football or basketball aren't good schools. So, yeah, a kid at Stanford is asked a lot of, and at UCLA they ask a lot of you, and they have a lot of things in place to help you through school, through class, to become eligible, to stay eligible, whatever it may be. But you also still... There's only 24 hours in a day, and there are rules about how many you're supposed to spend on your sport, but we know that guys are doing more than that, and when you're trying to then do all your schoolwork, it can just be flat-out difficult. All of us have trouble managing our days, and I think that's really all Josh Rosen was talking about this week. That's it, and you went through a damn hard workout a week or so ago, right? Yeah. How'd you feel after the workout? Broken? Until Wednesday, and it happened on Saturday. Now... After a workout like that and not carrying around 20 pounds of equipment in the hot sun, after a workout like that, how difficult would it have been to then go an hour later to, to to study, you know, three or four hours? I could barely walk from uh, from the newsroom in here doing updates. Now, mind you, here's the caveat. These are finely tuned athletes. But right. still, uh, it, difficult workouts, and yet you could barely walk. Yeah. And, then, and you probably could barely keep your eyes open. Right. That's all Josh Rosen is saying. That's all he said. That's that's all he said. He didn't tweet. What was Cardell's tweet when he? Why do we got to do school too? Right. Yeah. Everyone jumped on him, and then he just tweeted in response to what Rosa said. Hey, dude, be cool. Play school. Yeah. (laughs) And I think he also did. He also uh, yell at AJ McCarron over. I guess AJ McCarron started opened a uh, a sushi restaurant in Tuscaloosa, Mm -hmm. and. It reminded Cardell Jones of a place in in Ohio somewhere, and he was like, "Good idea." Like that's never happened before. And like, why, Cardell, put the Twitter down, <laughs> walk away from these tiny little fights that you seem to not be doing well. Well, I, I'm surprised this has caused such a, a firestorm. Uh, and and Coach Mora, I, I think is is wrong. This young man has a platform. He used his platform uh, to state how he felt about the current situation in college football and, and, and the time management that that is at play 
And I have no problem with what he said. And he didn't say I was quitting. I'm giving up. Right. He said, "Hey, it, it's it's difficult to navigate this situation to play big time college football all the time that that it is is expended and required of you to to be that type of player, and then also manage your time." Uh, as far as academics. Mm-hmm. So from Josh Rosen's bulging schedule uh, to <laughs> Be the, careful. Bulging, bulging, this. the bulging backside down tough. at That's LSU, tough. Uh, one of the things I missed about college football season was T-Bob Hebert. That's That mm-hmm. is a tremendous name, former LSU player, now part of their radio team. Um, <laughs> Danny Etling is uh, LSU's quarterback. And to break the monotony of the normal July slash August questions, uh, <laughs> T. Bob asked Young Danny. Uh, there's a, I guess, a battle for the center spot at LSU this in this preseason, mm-hmm. and uh, Danny was asked which rump yeah. was uh, felt better. Yeah, so far. I can just tell you what you look for in, in a center, <laughs> as far as that. So what you want is you want. A nice, like, plump bottom. Yeah. Just something to put your surface area to put your hands on. Nice little warm. So you want, yeah, so then you want them to feel you. You know, as much as I love Will and as great a football player as he is, he doesn't have the biggest bottom. And I think you guys would see that. And But he is, him and I have really worked toward it. So I found a nice service area to put my hands on. And uh, Lloyd and I are coming along. So Lloyd, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd and I didn't get a ton of snaps together in the spring, but... But Lloyd and I are, are, are really coming along, especially uh, the past couple of days. I'm sorry. I was just looking for a nice surface area. That's it. That's it, By the way, right? the guy's name is Lloyd Cushenberry. That's a heck of a name. Will Clapp is the other center involved in this. Nice bottom. Nice plump bottom. Uh, nice surface area. I mean, and really, uh, I, I, Josh Rosen was my quarterback of the week until Danny Etling honestly <laughs> answered that question. In all seriousness, took it from T-Bob and ran with it. And I mean, I, I guess there's actually some science involved. We should ask Boomer. Well, Boomer's but, not here today. I guess they're no. doing a show from Jets camp. Yep. And uh, he's going to show Christian Hackenberg how to throw a spiral. Um, <laughs> we nice, should, like plump bottom. Hut, hut hike. Yeah. <laughs> hut, 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 hut. <laughs> hut hike. Imagine Mike in a huddle. So, uh, guys, you want to? <laughs> Who's the mic? Fifty-two's <laughs> the mic. <laughs> What's a mic? Oof. All right, we you should run left. I, I, I think we you should run right. Well, you get, just do what you want. Guys. You should create that scene. Mike in the huddle, calling the play. You got to be in full, full uniform though. Pads, helmet. Oh, I'm all for that. Ten NFL players in the huddle, and you. <laughs> and he, that means we can hit him. Yeah, because he's got he has pads on. Um, uh, X right. Yeah, we we need to 14. we need to query some quarterbacks, man, to see if Mr. <laughs> Etling is correct. Nice. Plump rump, nice surface area. Nice, is, like plump is, bottom. Yeah, if yeah. that's if that's required over just a little narrow ass. I mean, I get it, right? You got to put your top hand up against something as a as a little bit of a uh, like. Some I don't balance. even want to think about it. I'm then, just glad I didn't play quarterback. I mean, it's a really. Rem- I'd want to be in shotgun every play. <laughs> that's just me. I'm just saying. Meanwhile, I'd be up there. Smacking it, doing all sorts. <laughs> it's like you're in trouble, dude. I'd be such a jerk. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. And then you snap him. it through your legs. Then what are you gonna do? <laughs> are you trying to fall on the ball? Everyone falls on you. Yeah. Payback's a mother. Well, thank you for that. T-Bob yeah, Danny, and Danny, thank and you. Lloyd Cushenberry. And, and was it last year? It was last year when we had the the Clemson guys 
grabbing people's junk and all that stuff. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that I would. The Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so, just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, Goose and cats. Right. Up and under. In the open. In the undercarriage. All in their undercarriage. Yeah. yeah, all up in it. It's like, wow. No, this is more gentlemanly. Yeah, this is you know teammate on teammate stuff here. But uh, quarterback, they have to be happy. You know, whatever floats your rump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, speaking of LSU, Steve Spurrier is still in uh, at least peak talking shape. Uh, I guess he was the Independence Bowl luncheon <laughs> yesterday uh, and was talking about how <laughs> how you, even if you have good players, you don't always win games uh, and tag that <laughs> sentence with, <laughs> you LSU folks know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> he is right. Yeah. He ain't lying because they have. Excellent players. It seems at every position except for one. That center's got a great ass, but yeah. they can't. Well, <laughs> maybe that's been the problem. Yeah. He didn't have a great rump. Nice, like, plump bottom. Yeah, Steve Spurrier is the gift that keeps on giving as far as these these uh, these uh, quips. Uh, I remember he used to go after my man, Phil Fulmer, all the time. Can't spell uh, citrus without a U and a T and, and referencing uh, uh, University of Tennessee. And, and now he's going out to LSU. He's right. Y'all know what that's about. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Right there in, in the in the lion's den, so to speak, yeah. too. It's Shreveport. Mm. I know they're serving how'd they the... take? How'd they take to that? No, uh, they uh, killed him. Uh, no. <laughs> he was skewered. <laughs> Put R. him R. on a spit right there. R.I.P., right? Coach. <laughs> it is that time. The PGA Championship is just about to start. It's a golf major. It's in on American soil, which means Anne Liguri is there which means she's here when we come back on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to Tiki and Tierney weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win Guns N' Roses tickets right here on CBS Sports Radio. He doesn't sing, does he? Anybody up on Calvin Harris? Uh, yeah, that's why you're here. How well, many I, times I have to answer everything to explain this to you? He's one of those EDM dudes. What are they, electronic digital music? Dance music. I think it's electronic dance music. Oh, okay. Electronic well, I, I, digital would be redundant. Oh, you were correct. Thank you. Electronic dance music. Welcome. I think he... <laughs> All right, enough about this. We're, we're wasting the, time. It's not enough. $60 million just to do that? No, no. The Come loser on. is here, and then our favorite person in the world is here. So if the loser goes first, you're up to... He's here's, not a loser. Here's Brad Hill. He has options. He, All right, he amended his story. He says he has <laughs> options, many options. We will start with a baseball trade. The Indians acquiring outfielder Jay Bruce from the Mets for a minor league pitcher. Bruce hitting 256, 29 homers, 75 RBIs this season. The move coming after Michael Brantley was placed on the DL with an ankle injury. Also after the Indians lost to the Rockies at home, 3-2 to two in 12 innings. Charlie Blackman had the go-ahead home run. Speaking of go-ahead home runs, Yadier Molina with a sixth-inning grand slam in St. Louis. One pitch after a cat ran across the field. The Cardinals... And their new rally cat beat the Royals 8-5. to five. That's five straight wins now for the Cards. Matt Carpenter expected things to turn around. There's too many guys in this clubhouse that weren't performing to their career norms. When you have that many guys underachieving individually and collectively us not being where we want to be, you've got to figure eventually that it's going to change. And um, it looks like it's all happening at the same time. The Cardinals are tied with the Brewers for second place in the NL Central. Game and a half behind the Cubs who lost to the Giants. 3-1, to one. the Brewers were shut out by Bartolo Colon and the Twins. 
for Zip. The Red Sox made it eight straight wins, 8-2 over the Rays in Tampa. Boston's lead four games, still on the Yankees in the American League East. The Yankees outscored the Blue Jays in Toronto 11-5. That piled up 17 hits. In Arizona, Alex Wood improved to 14-1, outpitching Zach Greinke. The Dodgers edged the Diamondbacks 3-2. NFL preseason action. Panthers beat the Texans 27-17. Deshaun Watson made his debut 15-25, of 179 yards passing. He also ran for a touchdown. Here's Houston head coach Bill O'Brien. First game out there, he thought he did some good things. You know, it's not, it's a big jump. You know, big jump from college to the NFL, and uh, I thought he handled it pretty well. Probably a couple things uh, that that uh, we could have done a different differently. He could have played a little bit better on certain plays, but overall, I thought he handled himself pretty well for the first time out. Also, Christian McCaffrey's debut for Carolina. He carried the ball seven times for 33 yards. And the Falcons giving running back Devontae Freeman a five-year contract extension worth a reported $41 million, $22 million guarantee. Mm, I'll take that. Gentlemen. And the garment. Can you save me tonight? Because you know I'm your biggest fan. Can't get over the fact that a listener <laughs> made that song. That's not what you're supposed to do. For Anne you gotta do what Geo does. Sit tight. It's coming. Boy, Here's boy, Anne Lagori. Taking too long. Live from the PGA Championship in Quail Hollow. I am not Greg Giannotti. I'm not even going to try. That is so weak to do this. And Lager! <laughs> and that's why Greg's off this week. <laughs> exactly. That wasn't bad, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Ann. I mean, thank you. I, I can't believe you even have a voice left after that <clears throat> one. But, well, God, that was a good effort. What's up, young lady? Hey, Brian, what's going on? Oh, just hanging here with this other loser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how have you so, been? I've been very well. Thanks for asking. You got very it. Very well. You know, and Everything's good. And before we get to golf, um, your your Instagram account always has you at these fancy Hamptons events here in Long mm. Island with fancy people playing music, making art. How do I get to be fancy? How do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I moved out to the east end of Long Island years ago, and it's just so much fun during the summer season. So. I get a lot of cool invites, and, you know, I have a foundation where I do this charity golf event every spring, as you know, and we're able to, from from that one fundraiser, donate to a lot of different causes, you know, mostly for cancer research, cancer prevention. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I go to a lot of these great charity functions, and uh, we raise a lot of money for different um that, you know, different uh, non-for-profits, and it's, it's a good time. So, What's that one golf course where you hold it? Is it fire or something? Well, uh, the last three years, until this year, this year I was at the Maidstone Club in okay. East Hampton, and then we were at Friar's Head yes. three years prior Friar's to Head. that. And, you know, but we've been to Sabonic, we've been to the Bridge. Okay. We go to all these great golf courses on the east end of Long Island, and, and people want to play those courses, and you can't really play them unless you're a member, so... Right. We are lucky to sell out pretty quickly. Oh, I was invited to play Fire's Head. A couple weeks ago, I played in a charity event at Baltus Roll, and one of the guys oh, in wow. our group, uh, mm-hmm. Mickey, invited me to play Fire's Head, but nice. no time. Come I know. 
I, I need to do You'll that. You'll love it. That's what he said. Now, yeah. Anne, are you going to be at the Brian Jones Classic next week in Austin? You know, I didn't even get the invite. I tell me about it. The invite. So, Yo. Brian, I you know I invite you to mine. I can't believe you wouldn't like return the M- favor. <laughs> M- man, I, I got to talk to my assistant. I don't know how. What is that going did. on? You fired assistant. I your guy, call my guy. <laughs> I just fired her, she, so uh, that will not happen again. Well, and at least you got that reaction when we complained about not getting invited. He told us to shut up. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, because <laughs> right. you weren't supposed to be invited. You both are invited next year. Yes, I we're promise. in. We're in. So, Ann, uh, as far as actual golf goes, has the forecast improved, or is, is rain going to be a major storyline all four days? You know, it really it has improved for today. I mean, we, they were predicting rain badly this morning, but it's pretty nice out there right now. So the forecast was supposed to, uh, the rain was supposed to start tonight, and then it doesn't look good for the rest of the, the championship with thunderstorms predicted for tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. But, again, it changes every day here. So, you know, we, we had over an inch of rain earlier in the week, and the players were talking about how the rain has just softened up the fairways and the greens, making this course so much tougher. You know, it's 7,600 yards as it is. So uh, it, it's quite soft you know the fairways and greens are softer right now so it's going to make it a lot longer and a lot tougher well they're hitting it a, a long way these days uh, let's talk about a former pga championship winner and that's jason day you know he was dealing with some health issues or his mom was and and his game has suffered here lately but uh, it seems as though his confidence is is returning uh, what is your prognosis on his chances of winning another pga championship well, you know, I really like Jason Day, but let's face it, he has not had a good year, and he even admitted he said he's had just a terrible year. Uh, he's only had two top ten finishes this season. He's had no wins in 15 starts. Last week he was tied for 24 at the Bridgestone Tournament. Um, you know, at, at the majors, he was tied for 22nd at the Masters. He didn't make the cut at the U.S. Open. And a couple weeks ago at the Open Championship, he tied for 27. So uh, he admitted he just thinks he, he has spread himself too thin since, uh, you know, winning the, uh, the PGA Championship, um, what, two years ago now. So, um, and his mother was, you know, was sick. Um, I, I don't think he's going to win this week, but he does feel like he's coming in a lot stronger than he, than he has. I mean, I think anything uh, this week you know, would be an improvement, hopefully, from, from the last couple months. So, And a lot of people think Rory McIlroy can win this weekend. Uh, is it because he's been so good in the past at Quail Hollow? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he loves this golf course. I mean, he's just, you know, he hits the heck out of the ball. And um, he won here twice. He actually won here in, his, I think it was 2010. It was his very first PGA Tour win. So, um, you know, he just has um, – he, he, he's kind of peaking at the right time. I mean, he's, he's uh, looking great. He can drive the ball. What was he? I think he averaged like 328.7 yards off the tee last week. And, of course, this course favors somebody who can hit the heck off, you know, uh, from the tee. So, um, and a lot of the holes favor a draw, Andrew, off the tee, and that's kind of like his natural – shaping of the ball at least from you know with his driver so yeah i mean i think you know rory's the guy to beat here he's won two pj championships back in 2012 at kiwa island he won by eight shots 
2014, he won at uh, Valhalla by by a shot, and um, you know, so he has two PGA Championships behind him. And um, you know, this course, he loves this golf course. He's won here. He knows it well, and he can hit the the heck off the off the tee. So. I think uh, he would be my pick this week. Yeah, I hit the heck out of, out of the golf ball as well. I just don't know where it's going. That's the only <laughs> issue. My draw just Bring keeps down drawing. Brian, you got to keep it straight down the middle. I, it just keeps drawing on me, I, and I don't even ask for it to draw. Uh, uh, Brooks Kepka uh, won. Uh, what was he won? The U.S. Open. Uh, my man Brooks Kepka is he going to be one of the the favorites in this deal? Well, I tell you, if he plays like he did at the Open, absolutely at the U.S. Open in Aaron Hills. I mean, he was impressive there. You know, it was really fairways and greens, fairways and greens. Um, he can hit a long ball. So, absolutely, Brooks Kepka has a very good shot. Um, you know, very impressive that, you know, he, 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 he's always had so much talent, but he just never really uh, was able to close it out in a major, obviously, until um, Aaron Hill. So, he has a very good shot. Now, we, we discussed this with Nick Faldo the other day, the, the changes to Quail Hollow. While Rory likes it and has won there a couple of times, uh, what major changes or what little things they've done to that club or to the course that could uh, derail his chances of winning there again? Well, you know, they've made it longer. And the first hole, the opening hole, it's a par four. It's 524 yards. That's no, That's wrong. What? <laughs> 524 yards, par four. Come on. Exactly. Jim Furyk said yesterday it's the toughest opening hole in golf. And with the rain earlier in the week and the rain predicted the rest of the weekend, um, it's going to even play longer. So, you know, and, they, and they've tweaked uh, most of the greens. And, you know, it's just uh, there's two holes, number eight and 14, that are possible drivable par fours. And then you have um, the green mile, holes 16, 17, and 18. Those are, those are, you know, they're all very, very tough, particularly the finishing hole. You have this creek that surrounds the green, and um, that's a 494-yard hole. So, I mean, every, it's just it's a beautiful golf course. Mm-hmm. I have not played it. I would love to play it someday, but walking around, it just, um, you know, they said they, they made, they just improved the course. They didn't make drastic changes. They just improved the greens and, um, and uh, made it a little longer. Uh, just, it's playing at a par 71, and it's 7,600 yards, and they put, you know, the Bermuda rough, that's, Brutal. I mean, I don't know if you've ever played with um, Bermuda rough. But I wouldn't know Bermuda from Bernada or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just grabs your club. It's gnarly. It's a very you don't want it. What's, what's the rough at Baltus Raw? What kind of? It's uh, it's not Bermuda. Oh, okay. Well, I was in that. <laughs> I should know this because I live in the rough. <laughs> Although it's, you live in the rough, exactly. That rough at Baltus Raw is brutal too. Yeah. So it's just very thick. There. What a great! I love Baltus Roll. Really, both I courses, do. upper and lower. I do. I love them both. Okay. And I was there uh, last year when Jimmy Walker won. Right. So it's it, so good for you that you got to play Baltus Roll. It's a great golf course. Yeah, it was a long walk too. Had to walk that bad boy. It's an endurance test. And speaking of a long walk, this course, it's really there's a lot of elevation on this course. It's kind of similar to Augusta National with that elevation. It doesn't really show up. On, on TV, you don't realize, you know, what an endurance test it really is until you come out here in person and try to walk it. So there's a lot of elevation, and it's, it's a tough walk here, definitely. And you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you again next hour. Looking forward to it. And Liguri live starting 
just then at the PGA Championship all weekend here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, very quickly here, you mentioned Jason Day. Yes. Uh, Jason Day <laughs> uh, <laughs> had uh, what he thought was a hilarious line yesterday in Charlotte. Uh, I guess Jimmy Walker, who all, whose name just came up as well, mm-hmm. um, bought all previous PGA Championship winners who were in Charlotte this weekend, bought them telescopes as a gift because Walker is a... I don't know what the right word is, uh, an accomplished telescope user. He's actually taken pictures uh, of outer space, and NASA has bought them from him. So he's not, you know, it's you know north of a, just a regular hobby. He's an aficionado. So Jason Day was asked uh, about getting this gift of a telescope from Jimmy Walker. Probably see Uranus from here, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. A Uranus joke. Um. Mm-hmm. Cue awkward laughter from reporters that Gio mm. loves so much. Um, 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 yeah, I've got surface area and Uranus. Yeah. And right. you've got Gio and Jones. We need one more. <laughs> Coming back in just a second on CBS Sports Radio. Um, Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear and feel when the actual song plays. Oh, good. Play yeah. again. <laughs> so the uh, the Golden State Warriors are trolling us. Are they? Because now, on top of adding Kevin Durant to Curry and Klay Thompson and everybody else that's already in Draymond Green and having won two titles in three years, there are now whispers rumors and innuendo and speculation that they are prepared to go hard after Paul George when he becomes a free agent next summer after this season in Oklahoma City. Why wouldn't they? Uh, This comes from The Athletic. Now, apparently somebody wanted uh, the Pacers would have given them Paul George for Klay Thompson, and the Warriors said no to that. Uh, It's not clear how they could make this all work financially, salary cap-wise, but... But I guess it follows, according to guys uh, Tim Kawakami and Marcus Thompson that used to write in the Bay Area, now write for, I think it's called The Athletic. It's a new website. This kind of fits the Durant timeline where there were these whispers that they wanted Durant, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's Durant in Golden State. Mm -hmm. And now the same thing has kind of started with Paul George. Well, I'm not surprised that they wouldn't put their name in in, in that uh, that arena for for Paul George, but it's way too soon to be worried about that. Way too soon. You don't know what the make of your roster is going to be, how your season is going to go. Although uh, you can go out on a limb and say it'd be as successful as it has been the last three years, uh, culminating with a championship in two of those three years. But uh, not surprised that they would uh, want to be. Uh, be in that number of those who will be vying for Paul George and his services, and we'll see how it plays out. But why? It's August football time, man, mm. and baseball playoff time almost, and we're still talking about the NBA. Way to go, yeah, NBA. Yeah, how about this? Way to go, uh, NBA. The aforementioned Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. thanks to the internet and Instagram specifically, Linked to a young lady named Abigail Ratchford. Now, why are you all in Clay Thompson's business, man? I'm not. Uh, She put it out there. She Instagram storied, that the correct verb tense, um, a picture of (laughs) Clay's well-known dog 
Uh, the dog is well known? I guess Rocco. And then there's a picture Rocco. of a table full of like basketball paraphernalia, trophies and whatever, and commemorative basketballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the connecting of the dots. And she said, I haven't slept like that in a year. I haven't slept Whoa. that well in a year. Mm. So you connect the dots, and people mm. think that there was a sleepover featuring Abigail and Clay and Rocco. And, uh, <laughs> and Rocco. Yeah. And here we go. Rocco helped her sleep well, too. And as Mike points out, uh, this is a a often used line from Mike. Quote, she looks like a nice lady. <laughs> that means she's beautiful. Oh, okay. And she's, uh, she's That's attractive. That's what that, that means. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like to say girls are the best when we come across attractive women. Mike goes with, she looks like a nice lady. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. PDB, what's your go-to? He doesn't have one. He doesn't doesn't have one. He only knows one woman. Oh, really? There's that type relationship. And that's it. There's nobody else. Just goes on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu, man. Eyes are closed. Blinders are on. Mm. All right. So looks like a nice one. He won't even answer the question because he knows. And you said girls are the best? Girls are the best. Because girls are the best. Does does Gio have one? Hmm. That's a good question. Mike, does he have one? Not that I can think of. Yeah, me neither. I don't have one either. You just yell, get over here. Pretty much. Yeah. That's it. She hot. There is that. There you go. Bulging you, f- <laughs> you also dismiss a lot of these women, like, ah, oh, mm. whatever. Mm. And yeah. we're all mm. sitting here, like, dumbfounded. Like, she's an 11. Mm. But it's all about reference point. Like, right. Abigail Ratchford is, is not attainable for me or Greg or Mike or Pete. But, like, you knew seven of them when you played in the NFL and hung out with three of them. So it's not a big deal to you. Yeah, just three. <laughs> that was it. Three is a magic number. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if, if there is a blossoming relationship, congrats well, good to for Clay him. and Abigail and, and Rocco. And Rocco, yeah. yes. Hope best everything sleep, goes well. Best sleep I've had in a year. Yeah. Mm. Scranton's own Abigail Ratchet. Is that where she's from? Scranton, PA? According to Wikipedia, she's a 5'8 American, currently living in Los Angeles, and she's from Scranton, and she was born on February 12th, 1992. Ratchford. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Ratchfords from Scranton. You know Lives that. in L.A. Yeah. Now, Clay lives in, in Oakland or close Bay Area. Yeah, it yeah. is close enough. I would agree with they that. They can figure it out. Yeah. Love knows no bounds. Now, why do you put your business in the street, Miss Abigail? Come on. Why you got to put Rocco's business in the street? Because she's got to let people know what she's why? doing. Why? No. They don't need she to know. She slept well. They don't need Rocco's to know. Rocco's a cool dog, and she oh, met Rocco. That's just wrong. That, that's, hmm? that's just this generation. That's what they do. You know what else is wrong? What? You know Rich Ackerman. Yes. The audience knows Rich Ackerman. We know Act. Act's a very prominent figure here at CBS Sports Radio. He's cuckoo. Yesterday... I got a text from Rich Ackerman. Uh, let me pull it back up so I can correctly timestamp it. All right. Um, it was at 9.04 a.m. Eastern yesterday. Hey, I have an extra ticket to the Met game today if you'd like to go. And I actually had been considering going to the Met game. It was a noon start. I was done early because mm-hmm. I'm playing the role of Geo. It's the first time in a long time that my schedule has lined up with an afternoon game, but I couldn't go. But here's Ack, very nice, offering me a ticket to go with him to the Met game. All right. And then it comes up today that Ack also asked Mike to go to the Met game, but he asked Mike on Tuesday before asking me. And now I'm insulted that that Rich asked Mike first. Why? 
What's wrong with it? You got to ask. It's like we talk about coaches getting hired, and they may not have been the first choice. They may not have been the second choice. They may not have even been the third choice. But ultimately, you were the choice. No. So just be grateful you were chosen. I'm nobody's sloppy seconds. And be me for a second. (laughs) Okay. The choice is me, you, or Mike. And the choice was Mike. Maybe Axe spends more time with Mike. <laughs> Maybe they understand each other, which is, yeah, they understand each other. Just He's an expletive. Well, yes, Bri- he is. That is true. If you had to pick, Brian, which direction would you go in? Bogus. Yeah, thank you. Ask me again. No, because that made me feel bad. You know what? <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. It Hi, is. this is Rich Ackerman. But Bogus, you still were offered. Did you go? I, no, I couldn't go. Okay, but yeah. you were still offered. I was offered after Mike said so, no. So what? He, maybe Act figured that you were busy. Dude. You're, you're hosting. You're not just doing updates. If I had week. something cool, a ticket to something cool, and I asked you, and then you found out that I had already asked Tiki, and he said no, and then I came to you, you'd scream and curse no, at me. No, I would not. Yes, you would. What time's it start? I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Can I drive? Don't sweat. <laughs> Shut up, Ack. It's almost Ack season, too. We have to do those hits with him every Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we get cross-threaded with WFAN again. Every game, every Sunday. still can't believe I didn't curse. Wow. Anyway, you should... Quit sweating the small stuff, man. You were invited. That's, That's all that matters. Now that you're wrong. Now, why did Act tell you that he invited Mikey? No, B? Mike told me. Mike, it just came up, and Mike didn't wasn't taunting with it. It just came up and passed, and that Act had asked him to go to the game. Oh. And I was like, Oh, really? When did he ask you? Because he asked me as well, and I was hoping to win the competition. Oh. But wow. instead, I'm the That's loser. petty. Got an opportunity to go see a professional baseball game. You're worried about who was asked before you. This is who a sh- shocking line of thinking. Who cares? Pathetic, bogus. Pathetic. Yes. Who cares? Dennis Dodd likes Brian, which might make him. Never mind. Dennis at CBSSports.com's on Geo and Jones when we come back on CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.